if if you don't think there's election fraud, I think you're fucking stupid, right? And All right, welcome to Drunk Politics. Today, I have with me Brandon McAdory, right? Did I say it right? Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> I'll let him introduce himself, but he was a part of the Trump team victory, and we're going to talk about election stuff today. So, Brandon, tell everybody who you are and then how they can find you. My name is Brandon McAdory, and they can find me on on Instagram and on Parlor. Uh, my Instagram handle is, is Brandon McAdory 2021. My Parlor handle is just Brandon McAdory without any spaces. Perfect. So let's talk, let's talk about it. What's the first topic? The first topic is uh, the 2020 presidential election. Yeah. What do you think about that? You know, I, I think it has been one of the most uh, corrupt elections in United States history. I think that Trump won it. Trump won it, but unfortunately, it was stolen from him. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. So I, when I was at CPAC, I saw uh, Mike Lindell, and it was at the very end, and I was got to stand like literally right next to him while he went off about the election and security and stuff. And um, I think that he's right in the sense that like. Elections don't matter until we make sure that the security is under wraps. And I've kind of been saying that for a while, but it's like what we need to still get out there and vote, but we need to make sure that our votes are actually going to count, right? So instead of just give up, we need to take the like proper steps to volunteer and to get involved and to be a part of that election process and weed out some of those people that have bad intentions. I think that it, that social media has uh, played a huge role in it, and I, I just think that big tech clearly has something to hide, and you know it's covering up all the dirty work, and you know it's just kind of a sad sight when you have all the fraud, irregularities, and misconduct taking place. But you know the 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 issue that I have is the misconduct yeah. because because nobody should be uh, bullied or, or intimidated or canceled for uh, pointing out uh, serious misconduct and I yeah. think that people need to be held accountable and responsible. Yeah, I do agree with you on that. I think um, figuring out who is responsible for that is really important. And I don't know the best steps to go about that, but um, another thing we can do is push to get rid of the people that either were put there fraudulently by recalling them or um, making sure that we campaign hard against them also. Um, but I think recalls also need to happen. Because if we didn't really vote for them, then we should have no problem recalling them, right? 
kind of like they're doing in California. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even believe that so much of the country is like, ooh, yay, President Biden, when he can't even complete a sentence. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, all the bad stuff uh, are happening on his watch. Mm. And I think that a lot of people who, uh, who voted for Trump in 2016, but voted for Biden in 2020, is now regretting their vote uh, for Biden because of, because of the bad stuff. Did you see that stuff that just came out? I, I just saw it today, but it might have come out before this. But um, on my way here, I was sitting in traffic, and I saw something on Newsmax that um, the call from between Trump and Georgia was doctored a little bit and the Washington Post completely misquoted Trump and ran with that story and I just thought this is just such a load of bullshit <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. can't even it is. we all knew that so much coming out was bullshit but now we're really starting to see how much bullshit it really was and that's crazy like of course yeah. that call was altered yeah I know I and you know the the part of, about that is that the mainstream media should be ashamed of itself. Yeah, and it's almost like they just don't even care. Yeah, and you know, the, the establishment Democrats and, and establishment Republicans are just simply uh, uh, no better than the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the establishment needs to go. Yeah, it's time to drain the swamp. Mm -hmm. I think maybe, I saw this the other day, the swamp didn't get drained, but it sure did like expose the nasties. So we're kind of able to see at this point very clearly who needs to go and who doesn't. Right, so, um, so that's part of the reason why I just uh, think that the 20, 20 presidential election was uh, a, a bad election. Mm -hmm. So, so the Democrats, so the Dems um, thought that the 2020 presidential election was a great election for them, but they, but they somehow uh, passed HR1. And I'm, I'm just like, if you thought if you thought that the 2020 presidential election was was one of the most secure and safe elections, then why why would you propose HR uh, one? And what do you gotta hide? A hundred percent. What do you have to hide? That's a very good point. Did that pass? I haven't been paying attention. To be quite well, honest, due to that. Well, it actually did pass in the house but uh, it didn't uh, it didn't get a vote in the senate as yet but i just don't think it's going to uh, go anywhere in the senate as it shouldn't be because it it requires yeah it requires uh, 60 votes it does and i yeah it, quite frankly i don't think that joe manchin 
the two moderate Democrats named uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema uh, aren't going to be agreeing with uh, changing the substance of the filibuster. I don't think that they'll be on board of that. So, which is part of the reason why it's it could unlikely uh, be unsuccessful of passing in the Senate. I hope so. I hope they don't. That will suck. We're going to have a lot more fighting to do if that thing passes. We saw how fast Congress can do something when they actually feel like it with the latest changes in their laws. But a lot of those changes weren't even really legal in those states. So. Right. So. <laughs> One of those like, hmm. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't pass. If it right. does, to really put our heads together on how to like outsmart the system the voting machines need to fucking go those things need to go 100 yeah especially uh dominion voting systems yeah that needs to go every state that has those need to, needs to fight to get those to go away yeah because most uh, of our problems are Right, because Dominion played a huge role in interfering in the election by actually changing the number of votes. Yeah. So, so now they're they're uh, suing, uh, uh, sue uh, Sydney people like Sydney Powell and the others who exposed voter fraud to retract their statements. I mean, it, it's so laughable. When Mike Lindell was talking, he was like, now Dominion's trying to sue us. And we're like, ooh, we're really scared. Come at us. We got lots of proof. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Ooh, we're so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you really scared us bad. <laughs> Like, well, they think they're just going to back down. I think there's been a million times when there could have been a defamation suit against Sidney Powell, especially with that book she wrote a few years ago. And um, nobody's really sued her because in, if you really want to go to court over something like that, then there's going to be a lot of exposure, right? So I think right. it was bold for Dominion to even bother suing, to be honest. I think that they did it as a threat. And I'm will be interested to see how far that lawsuit actually goes because I think they're banking on Sydney and uh, they're, they want the press of it, right? They want like, oh, well, the mainstream media is going to promote us suing them and so it's going to make them look bad and then they'll end up either backing out or something will happen and they won't get very far because they won't want to be that exposed. Right, because... So that's just part of the reason why they might end up shooting themselves in the foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that they are making a very bad strategic power, power play, but I could be wrong. <laughs> right. We'll see. Um, what do you think is going to happen in midterms? So I think that the Republicans could likely uh, take back the uh, 
House chamber, mm -hmm. which is the House of Representatives, because I think that the Democrats are in control of the House, Senate, and White House. And it, I don't think it's going to be uh, friendly for them next year. No. It's not because uh, because the party that's usually in control of uh, before, uh, yeah, before and and even around the midterm elections are likely to uh, not be successful. Yeah. But as far as the Senate goes, I, it's uh, a big question, Mark. I, I think that it could still be up in the air or they could take back the Senate, depending on the situation. Yeah, I haven't really spent much time looking at what seats are kind of like open or what seats might have may or may not have been a, a part of the fraud. But I think a lot of the fraud was just more geared toward the presidential election. I don't think they bothered with switching any other votes because that, that would have been more, I don't know, more algorithm fuckery, but who knows? <laughs> um, and there was a lot, a lot of um, ballots too, I heard. There was a lot of ballots that only had the president filled out and nothing else. Right. That was interesting. Like, who does that? Who only votes for one thing? If you're right. going to bother to fill out a fucking ballot, wouldn't you just fill it out? Yeah. I'd like to know how many countrywide there were with just one thing filled in. Yeah, I want to know why, too. Because I would never do that. Like, why bother? Yeah. Especially in a state like mine. Like, we've never, we don't have voting machines. We don't do in-person voting. We get our ballots mailed to us. We fill them out. We mail them in. Or we can go to a polling station, bring the ballot that was mailed to us, fill it out, and watch somebody receive it. We can do that. That's what we did this election. Um, we brought our ballots in, we filled them out there, and then we made sure that they were handed to someone. Um, and in Oregon, that's all you can do. We don't have polling stations, really. Um, it, that's it. We've always done mail-in voting, which is interesting because we stopped having like Republicans being elected after we started <laughs> mail-in voting. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I couldn't imagine going through all that trouble, even if I was just sending it in to open it up, fill out the one thing, and then, like, put it, like, I just wouldn't, if I only wanted to vote for the president, I wouldn't bother filling it out at all. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. What's really good to see is that these Republican-led states, which are part of the uh, state legislature, are, like Iowa, uh, they're starting to, uh, uh, starting to improve in their election laws. The states have the power uh, to do whatever they want as far as election, implementing election laws. Yeah. But as far as the Dem, as far as the Dems go, uh, they just simply had no business um, um, leg making legislations and uh, creating a lot of proposals to HR1 because a lot of that is just unconstitutional. Right. 
Does HR1, I haven't read it yet, I just kind of did a skim over what's in it. Does it affect, it, it, does it federalize things? Is that what it is? Where the states won't be so much in charge? Or is it just kind of this legislation that doesn't really matter because the states are in charge of it? Or does it try to override state law? Oh, it's definitely trying to override state law. You know, uh, this, which is part of the reason why they have no business. They had no business uh, uh, proposing HR1. It's unconstitutional. Uh, you know, Congress is barred from doing that. Right. They can't make elections. Congress, for that reason, cannot intervene into making election laws because the state legislatures, which are held by Republicans, they get to make that decision right. and not controlled by House Democrats. Well, that's not good. So let's say the Senate does pass H.R. 1. Let's just say, then what happens? We as a people, what, what can we do about that? I think that's what's kind of fucked about our system is that this House and the Senate can pass these stupid, crazy laws. It's like, are we really a republic anymore? Because you guys are making these decisions that we definitely didn't fucking vote for. And our, like, the, our elected leaders that are we've put in that place to be able to make those decisions for us, super, that's what a republic is, wonderful. Those people are being, like, paid off. They're being... Um, bribed by lobbyists, they have their own self-interest in mind. So what do we do about that if it does pass? Because I don't believe that many Americans are okay with HR1. Uh, yeah, I'm not okay with that either. But what we can do is to take it up uh, to uh, courts uh, that are likely going to rule against it. Yeah. Need to, I need to look into more of like um, the legislation process and how we can overturn things when we as a people are like, fuck you. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What? <laughs> I started looking into how to recall um, our city council members here in Oregon this last week. And uh, there's this one that I actually cannot stand at all. I don't like anything about her. I think she has no positive traits whatsoever. Her name is Joanne Hardesty and she is a defund the police crazy person. And since she came into the city council, our crime rates have skyrocketed. <laughs> Our gun violence is up 110% the last year. And wow. Yeah. We've had 20 fatal shootings just this year. So far, first quarter. That's a lot so, for Portland. Right. Like, we don't really have that many people in this city. Um, it's crazy. And we have, the one of the problems is that we have so many resources going towards the stupid riots that um, you know, either 
businesses are just going to get looted and things are going to happen on that end and residents are going to get terrorized or the police um, can go respond to things like shootings. <laughs> so we don't really have enough resources on our in our PD right now to do both. And they took they got rid of the gang unit like two years ago or a year and a half ago or something. So we don't have a gang unit anymore, which there's, I read this article the other day and there's a guy who used to be in a gang that um, volunteers with um, like a community organizer that volunteers and works with like past gang members and stuff and kids that want to get out of gangs. And he's like, if you don't think there's a gang problem in Portland, then you absolutely have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they're here, and this is a major drug smuggling area. So our drugs come directly from Mexico straight to here. Um, they don't even stop. There's a big, it's a big corridor. So um, it's just kind of like, what, why? Like, do you really think that a community organizer and a counselor is going to be able to respond to some like six foot four guy on meth? Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> so, I want her gone. <laughs> Heck yeah. Work right here. Just reading over it. I think we need to do more of that, personally. Yeah. Before the 2022 elections. Like, just before it. Like, you know what? How are you here? You've literally done nothing for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... um People like that are just pretty much part of the problem. They mm -hmm. just act like that nothing is wrong in this country when there clearly are problems yeah. because of Democrat-controlled cities and states. Uh, and all they do is allow bad things to happen. And what's, what's frustrating to me is that like people like my myself and you included and anybody else who's affiliated with Donald Trump are being crucified about it. I mean, so if that's the case with their logical thinking, then they're a part of the problem. Right. A hundred percent. I have a friend and um, I love her to death, uh, but it's just a subject we can't talk about because we have the same exact feelings towards each other on it. Like if if you don't think there's election fraud, I think you're fucking stupid, right? And right. and she thinks if I think there was election fraud, then I'm fucking stupid. And so we just agree to think we're each other fucking stupid, and then we move on. <laughs> there's we're the type of people like she's never going to change her mind, and I'm never going to change hers. And I think that all we can really do is um, just no matter what, be able to start on a legislative level and like be able to show the evidence and recall the leaders that are making the bad decisions because there's nothing at this point that we can do. I don't think there's much we can do to convince people of something that they've already been brainwashed over, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Which sucks, but programming. So I don't know. Right. So at so for the 2022 midterm elections, I think that um, I just I think that Donald Trump should uh, play a huge role uh, in getting uh, candidates elected 
because there are a lot of rhinos that just uh, simply stab him in the back. Yeah. And um, most importantly, uh, we need to have um, uh, more non-establishment Republicans who are currently in Congress um, right now as I speak uh, to actually um, a campaign. I just think that we can also use people uh, like uh, Scott Pressler, who's getting uh, people to uh, volunteer and, and uh, do a lot of things for non-establishment Republican candidates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. I think we need more, way more non-establishment Republican candidates. And I think that that is what Trump's like pack is kind of all about. It's like, all right, let's get some new fresh people in there that are going to like fight for things to be different. You know, like a Matt Gatz, like a, um, yep. like, yeah, Matt Gates. Holly, Gates, yeah. Um, like Josh Howley, like Lauren Boba, whatever her last name is. Like they're, yeah. They're going in there and they're like, okay, look, this is dumb. No, Matt doesn't take a bunch of PAC money. You know, that, I think, I think um, the rules and the laws on how candidates are allowed to take money needs to change too, for sure. Because the special interest situation is out of control on both sides. Yeah, it certainly is. Like, lobbyists are just kind of the death of all things, in my opinion. <laughs> 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 so I don't know, but they seem to be kind of evil. So I don't we'll see. But um, do you think that Trump should run in twenty twenty two? Have you heard that? You mean in twenty twenty four? No, like for a um, like for a Senate seat. Uh, who? Uh, Laura Trump? No, Donald Trump. Um, I don't know, but he could win if he decides to run for Senate or for Congress. But I think that uh, he could possibly um, uh, do well as president if he, I think that if he uh, pretty much decides to run. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does, whether he does run for something again or whether he stays in like a advocate role or an advisory role to whoever he has, you know, whoever he's helping run it or whatever, you know? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I think that I would rather see uh, Trump running for, uh, for president again if he decides to do so. But I do think that, um, that his uh, children uh, uh, could be could be running like um, Laura Trump, for example. She, I think that Laura Trump uh, would be able to win in North Carolina's open Senate seat now that uh, Rhino Republican um, uh, Richard Burr mm -hmm. has announced that he's not seeking re-election. I would really, that would be awesome to have her in there. She's great. I like her. Do they live in North, uh, wait, North, did you say North Carolina? Do they live there? Well, Laura Trump used to live in North Carolina. She, yeah, uh, she lived, uh, she lived in New York and I think that now she probably lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. I think so. All 
live and live in Florida, possibly. Florida's a great state. Yeah, compared to all the blue states. Yeah, the West Coast is the fucking worst. It's worse than any East Coast state, in my opinion. We just drove through all of them. Yeah, I think that um, I think that the establishment Democrats in all of those states are part of the reason uh, why. Uh, we just, uh, for some odd reason, can't flip those states from blue to red. All it is is just controlling power, and all they want to do is just simply do absolutely nothing. And, it, and, and you know, I, I just find that as a problem because it looks like uh, that they're being dictators about it. It's really interesting because it's... Um... It's just kind of, I don't know, it, it's unbelievable that we have somebody that can stay in a seat for fucking 50 years or something. Like, get out of there. What are you doing? How is crusty Nancy Pelosi still there? I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> I have no idea. It, it's mind-boggling. How? That How? all of these, that How? all of anti-establishment anti Democrat voters just keep voting these stupid people in. I really honestly like just for my own research purposes have thought about this so many times. I would love to just go to Nancy Pelosi's district and literally knock on every door and make it a mission. Be like, did you vote for Nancy? I'm just taking a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know. I don't care. I'm not going to necessarily log it. I don't want your name. But I need to know the ratio because this is motherfucking crazy. And then if you did, can you tell me why? <laughs> yeah, they would have to <laughs> look into themselves into the mirror and ask themselves why. Yeah, like I'm just wondering why. That's all. Why? Right. No judgment. Kind of a little bit, but I would really like enlighten me. And, and I keep asking on media and things like, if you voted for Nancy Pelosi, can you please tell me why? I've never heard anything back from people, but anybody out there listening, if you've actually voted for Nancy Pelosi, I would still love to know why. <laughs> <laughs> they probably still hate Trump. Probably, but that's not a good enough reason. I need to know why you like her. Because they weren't running against each other, right? Right, because I think that it's not only it's because of they're hurting the people who uh, want to change, but, you know, I think that they're uh, pretty much hurting themselves. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you, okay, so how do you feel about 2024? Do you want Trump to run again? Well, if, well, I think that he should be able to I think that he should run again, mm -hmm. but if he doesn't, I think that DeSantis would likely, likely uh, be the Republican nominee if Donald Trump doesn't, for some strange reason, doesn't run. But I do, however, uh, uh, should say, uh, I just don't think that I should turn on Trump just yet, but I'm worried about his uh, health, but you know, I think that he'll likely be in great shape, and I, I think that he would win. I think that he would ultimately win if he uh, 
decides to run uh, and pretty much wins the Republican nomination. I think that he should pick uh, uh, DeSantis uh, as the uh, choice for uh, vice president because Mike Pence hadn't clearly had an opportunity uh, to do whatever he needed to do into avoiding uh, certifying uh, the, the uh, fraudulent results, which were fraudulent, by the way, so that we could actually get them right, right. get it right. But he chose not to do that. Yeah. I, I would never vote for Pence, never. I don't really like, I mean, Pence was like whatever to me. I, I didn't really love him. I didn't hate him. I just was like, he's Pence. He didn't really excite me ever. Um, but I think that having DeSantis as a running mate would be awesome if Trump runs again. Um, I also think that having somebody like Candace Owens wouldn't be too bad either. Right. So whoever runs, like... Or Christy uh, Noem. Christy Noem. Yeah, she's great also. Um, having a... I had this whole discussion with um, the Korean conservative yesterday, and we were talking about um, women, and I made the bold statement that I would never actually vote for a woman president. But the only person that I might consider voting for as a woman would be maybe Candace Owens. Yeah, I, I knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think women are kind of evil and irrational and like I have a whole opinion we don't need to necessarily go into it but um I do think that uh I I can't stand Kamala Harris so I would love to be proud of the woman that is in office as the president or the vice president <laughs> <laughs> I right. will say that <laughs> Yeah. I would love to say yes, the people wanted her there because I not even, you know, I mean, we all know that not even she didn't even win very many nominations when she was up there debating as the Democratic presidential candidate. So yeah, I would right. win her as the vice president. I mean, she shouldn't have been picked and she was a horrible DA for California. So I just like I'm not seeing it. I don't like her can't stand her cackle whatever right i can't i don't like she, what she stands for i would love to like have a woman in there where i'm like i'm proud of what she stands for right i don't like kamala harris either but i definitely don't like uh biden either no. because of some of the things that he stands for so here's the thing i think that the left the left uh, what the left doesn't want you to know is that is that Biden is all of the things that they have accused Trump of becoming, right. whether it's a racist, a white supremacist. I mean, Biden is just all of those things because not only Biden himself said some racist things in the past, but he also fought for uh, 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 Jim Crow segregation laws. Right. And he has been endorsed uh, by Richard Spencer, who is a white supremacist. So those are the examples of what he is that the left accused uh, Trump of being. Right. Yep. It's so interesting how... Okay, so I was listening to this podcast with a friend the other day. Um, she likes murder podcasts or whatever. And there's this one that I actually really like that we listen to together sometimes. She has my eyelashes. Um, but I'm laying there, you know, and she's like, 
doing her thing, and it's called My Favorite Murder. And um, they read they read different stories of um, different real life things that people write in and talk about. But they were talking about this one, this woman, like back in the eighties and blah blah blah. But um, they were talking about legislation, like stalker laws and legislation, and they. Um, made a point to like point out that the first like stalker law or something didn't go into effect like in Congress until like uh, 1994 and they said 94 and they were like one of the first people to sign on to it was our president actually Joe Biden and they were like praising him for it and as I'm laying there I'm like oh that's convenient the same year that um, he enacted the crime bill <laughs> the same yeah. year he voted for that interesting <laughs> like, it was just so like such a praise like he did this like super awesome thing for women and i was like, oh my god give me a fucking break yeah. <laughs> i couldn't even <laughs> like it makes yeah. him sound like such a stand-up guy and he's just not yeah. so thought it was funny <laughs> but anyways we'll see what happens i don't know 2024 man yeah I hope whatever happens we're going to be out there campaigning. Right. But we can't do this for another four years. Like, we're only, like, what, two months in? Two yeah. Months, two months in? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And Almost. look at the fucking shit that's hitting the fan. Yeah, and it's already backfiring. Yeah, we can't do this for another four years. This, this crazy town. What's happening at the border right now is a fucking disaster. And honestly, it's kind of funny. I'm not, not, not because people are being mistreated or whatever, but, like, this is literally their policies are already imploding in their faces and they're trying to blame it on a disaster before when there wasn't a disaster so like how dumb do you think that we are yeah which is part of the reason why uh why uh the dems are just likely going to lose control of the house next year i don't expect them to um do any good in the house no you know and i mean we are we do have a president that's basically ruling by executive order but luckily the states can kind of do their own thing and overturn some of that stuff which is happening but yep. holy wow like what <laughs> <laughs> i can't i really would like somebody to explain some of that to me that can't yes. i haven't heard any good explanations yet though just blame yeah yep yeah, that's all they do like 9.9% yeah. .9 of the time yeah i really think too like we need to start kind of using the same tactics against them and it it's used by the whole establishment so the non-establishment needs to get over republican and democrat like we need to weed all of them out so the same tactics need to be used but we need to lay the fuck off of the labels in my opinion like look not all democrats are shitty look at um toosley gabbard she's great i think that you know some things she's not very like aligned conservatively on but neither am i and so i think that like she wants what's best for the american people I do think that even though she's a Democrat. So I think instead of being like, oh, the fucking Democrats, like we need to be like, no, this individual person and what they stand for is not okay. And this ideology is not okay. And this direction we're going is not okay. Not necessarily singling out one group of people because collectively Republican and Democrats, 
the people that are in office, they're the ones that allowed this election to be stolen. Like, they work together on it. Yeah, it's just the establishment against the people. So the people that are going to win, I think, are going to – they should. One of their strategies should be more of a, hey, look, like, this is the problem and stop the name-calling and the, like, blame-gaming when it's the whole establishment that's the problem. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Would you ever run for office? Who, me? Yeah. Um, I would. Yeah, I thought about it. I don't think I would do it. Maybe later in life. Right. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we talked about our topics. Do you have anything else you want to add? You know, um, it's been an honor to uh, join you as a guest. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You'll have to come yeah. on in, in a few months and we'll see the progress that's being made. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy yeah. bills that are being passed and we can talk about it again <laughs> yeah yeah we should <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome okay tell everyone how to find you one more time okay they can find me at um instagram at uh brayden mcadory 2021 and they can find me at parlor at uh just brandon mcadory without the spaces perfect and uh, you know where to find me, Val Krista Hilton, on Instagram, yes, on YouTube, and um, yeah, we'll share this episode with you so you can post it to wherever you want to. And sure. thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you.